welcome back to the Money Bear Podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Daniels, better known as Bear on the internet. And today we're going to do a quick tip and we're going to talk about a very important topic. We're going to be answering the question, is there any student loan forgiveness for single moms? So some of this, if you're like, I'm not a single mom, that's okay. There are tips within this that apply to everybody, but there's also some specific advice that applies just to moms, specifically single moms. So I'm excited to dive in because I think it's incredibly important that one, we are aware of the resources that are available because so often half of the battle is just knowing what resources exist to help you right? I can't tell you how often I've had somebody come to me with a problem where there's an entire community, there's an entire nonprofit, there's an entire program available that could help them, but you have to like dive through all the information in order to figure out what's legit and what's not. So I'm excited to talk about some of that today. Before we do, I'm going to give a little life update because that's what we use these quick tips for, right? So my last quick tip, I was pretty down. I am still struggling with the thing that I was struggling with last time, but I feel like I'm much better at compartmentalizing right now and really just focusing on myself. My dad was here last weekend and he ended up coming back or going back home and then testing positive for COVID. He's doing okay. Luckily, he's not got any severe symptoms. So I'm hoping he has a quick recovery and is fine, especially because he's a little bit older. He's 58. So he's a little bit more in the risk category, despite having, you know, all the vaccinations and things like that. But my personal fear was that I would have another illness, which as you guys know, I have been sick for literally months. So I was very much hoping I would not get COVID and so far so good. So he's been gone since Monday. I'm not showing any symptoms or signs. And I did a couple of tests yesterday. I'll probably do another test again today just to make sure I'm in the clear or I might wait till tomorrow just because five days after is usually like when you should be testing for it. So maybe he got it on the plane or who knows, like the cold I had a couple of weeks ago could have been COVID. I don't think it was because I didn't really have any symptoms of COVID, but, or like the key symptoms of COVID, it was just like a really mild cold, I think from having my immune system being down. So So yeah, that's been going on so far. So good. The sun is out today and I've been working on a gratefulness practice, like a version of a gratefulness practice. And it's kind of silly because the idea came from a movie that I was watching on Netflix and I didn't really watch it. It was just kind of like there on Netflix in the background, but there was something where, oh gosh, what was it? It was like, it's something happiness on Netflix. Happiness for beginners. That's the name of it. So I was watching that in the background. I didn't really pay too much attention to it, but every once in a while I would like pay attention to it in between scrolling on my phone. And essentially the premise is like, there's this woman who's just generally like an unpleasant woman. She's not very happy and she likes to bring down everyone else around her. Even though this actress, she's been like the most upbeat person in every movie ever. She's in that one movie. Oh, what's it called? Her name's Ellie Kemper, I believe, but essentially she's been in a lot of like really upbeat movies and is always like playing that role of the person who's always happy. And in this movie, she's completely opposite. And so I think I've told you guys about my anger issues and feeling always irritable. And one of the things that she did in this movie was there's just this positive person who was on this hike with her. And she's like, 
how do you say so positive? How do you say so happy? And this woman was like studying, studying the psychology and, and things along those lines. And she said, one of the ways I do it is I reflect on three things that made me happy for the day, every single day. And she's like, that's it. And she's like, honestly, it's a big part of it. And I was like, that's so simple and so beautiful. And then they went back and forth sharing three things that made them happy for the day. And they were such simple things, which I really loved. So I've started doing that. I have been trying to get a journal, more consistent journal practice for a really long time. And doing this has made me a lot more consistent because at the end of the day, when I'm doing my nightly routine, I include just three things that made me happy. I write it down in my journal. And a lot of the times I'll think of way more than three things. But for example, it'll be like, watching Cash get the zoomies, having an interview with a friend on the podcast, watching Logan run and get her ball. What else? Going to Target, (laughs) going to a therapy session and letting all this stuff go, a new tarot card deck. What else? Like a new or a snack that I had, like teeny tiny little things that just really made a difference in my day. I think yesterday I've gotten in a practice of buying myself flowers more often. And that was one of the things that made me happy yesterday was just going into South Park flowers and buying myself a ridiculous bouquet that sadly I'm never going to get. I think they're called geraniums or gardenias or something. I'm never going to buy those again because they were drooping literally the next day, but all the other flowers are really beautiful. But I'm like, whoa. Hey, now there's one of them that's still in there. You can see it if you're watching the video, but essentially that's been really making me happy. It's just a lot of joy. And it's like, I don't think that I do things for joy like that enough. And so to be able to have a moment just for fun, it's been really fantastic. So yeah, that's been going on. And then I think that's such a simple practice, but the practice has really been making me happy. So it's helping anyway. Not one thing makes me completely happy, but that has certainly been helping. So that's kind of my life update. I don't really think there's anything more. Let me think. Not really. I'm back in the swing of doing jujitsu. I joined, I'm done with CrossFit guys. And it's so funny. People will ask me about CrossFit. Like, do you love it? And it's like, no, I don't love CrossFit. I like the weightlifting part of CrossFit, but I always hated the CrossFit workouts, but I did it because it was like, I had to do it. And out of all the workouts out there, like I like CrossFit probably the best, but now that I do jujitsu, I love jujitsu and it's really hard. So I quit my CrossFit gym, which was sad because Logan loves that gym. She loves all the people and she's always very very excited to go, but I was like, I cannot justify paying $179 for a CrossFit gym that I barely use and $200 a month for jujitsu. So the CrossFit gym had to go. And instead I joined a local, very small gym for like my weightlifting routines. That's like $50 a month and it's local, which is nice. And there's like this outdoor portion of it. It's just a lovely experience and it's right next to the flower shop. So I have been doing that and I just joined this week and that's been yeah, making me happy. These little routines and rituals that are just improving my everyday. So that's pretty much all I have for you guys in terms of my life update. So let's get to the post for this week. The reason I say post is this was originally a blog post and I will leave a link to the blog post. It's called, Is There Student Loan Forgiveness for Single Moms? If you want a much more in-depth conversation and much more in-depth links and things like that, that will connect you to all these resources that we're about to talk about, just head on over to clobear.com and you can do a search, Is There Student Loan Forgiveness for single moms, it will come right up. So let's go ahead and dive in. All right. So 
the first thing I want to do is remind you that we have a free money guide, which has tons and tons of information and free tips and templates and things like that inside of it. If you haven't already got on, you are truly missing out. So head to moneyrightguide.com. And we also have a free investing class. If you're like, all right, I am ready to take my wealth building journey to the next level, then head on over to lazyinvestingclass.com where we will get you hooked up with our free investing class. That's a live class. So you get access to me live. You get to ask your questions and people really like it. So it's, yeah, of course, I'm going to tell you the ways that you can work with me at the end, but the actual information in the class is key information that you need to be investing. So I've had so many people come and are like, wow, you actually teach in this class. So many people, they're only pitching in these classes. And it's like, like, no, I want to make sure you're walking away with really good information and studies and things like that to kind of help ease your mind about investing. And we do all of that in this free class that we only give once a month right now or twice a month because we do a, a Tuesday night class and a Wednesday afternoon class. So check that out at lazyinvestingclass.com. All right. Now on to answering the question, is there student loan forgiveness for single moms? Now, there are over 10 million single parent families in the United States, and nearly 80% of those families have Sing, have are headed by single mothers. That's why if you're like, why are you only talking about single mothers? Well, it's because 80% of single parent households are led by mothers. Now, most people with student debt, we often feel like we'll die with these student debt unpaid. And it's like this huge burden that we feel like we're just stuck with for life. And not only that, single parents tend to leave school with higher debt and accumulate debt at a faster pace. Now, the good news is there are options for forgiveness. There are resources available, not only just for single moms, but also for everybody. So we're going to talk a little bit about both. So the first thing I want to do is talk about what are the general student loan forgiveness programs, grants, and repayment options that you can look into now. Again, if you want links to all of this, head to clobear.com and search, is there student loan forgiveness for single moms? And this blog post, this beefy blog post with all these links of everything I'm talking about is going to show up for you. So the very first step in anyone's student loan forgiveness journey is to go to studentloans.gov. Now, this is the U.S. Department of Education website. It's the official head honcho website for all federal student loans. Now, single moms and people, just anyone, can find information on loan options and repayment plans as well as loan consolidation there. So head on over to studentloans.gov to see any of these options that we're about to talk about. Now, one of the most popular and ones that you probably have heard of are called income-driven repayment plans also known as IDRs. That's the shortened version of it. These plans are based off of your monthly payments or they're basing your monthly payments to pay off your student loans on your income and your family size, which can be hugely beneficial to single moms with limited income. So if you are like, oh crap, I don't think I'm on an income-driven repayment plan, absolutely check out what options are available to you because not only are these plans going to allow you to pay less on a monthly basis. After either 20 or 25 years, depending on your plan, you're going to get your student loans forgiven, 
which is huge, which is so cool, right? So definitely make sure that if you're like, I am struggling, I don't have enough money to make these payments. If you're eligible for an income-driven repayment plan, make sure you are aware of your options there. Now, not only that, there's also options for loan consolidation. Now, you can do this through the federal government, which is nice because it does not remove any of the protections of having your student loans with the federal government rather than refinancing and going private, loan consolidation is different. This is just to help you make things a little bit more manageable. If you're like, oh my God, I have 10 different payments and everything's coming out at a different time and this is just overwhelming, loan consolidation may work better for you. Now, some people confuse loan consolidation with refinancing. It is not really refinancing because they're going to take the weighted average of all the interest that you're paying across all your different loans and they're going to average that out. So essentially you're paying the same amount of interest. It may be slightly lower than some of the loans that you were paying, but overall, you're going to be paying the same amount of fixed interest through the direct consolidation loan. Now, there's also a really wonderful website out there that everybody should look into if you've got student loans or even if you are looking into forgiveness or things like that. This website is called the National Student Loan Data System, NSLDS, and it provides an overview of all federal student loans, including loan balances, servicer information, and loan statuses. A great resource if you're like, wait, I need to first understand what even are my loans and what does it mean for me to understand where I'm at currently. Okay. So not only that, two other things that I want to mention before we get into some of the state-specific options for you is that there are also a lot of nonprofit organizations out there. And this is huge, especially if you are a single mom, because there are a lot of nonprofit organizations out there that are geared towards helping single moms. So one to look into is called the American Association of University Women, AAUW, and the Jeanette Rankin Women's Scholarship Fund. So check out some of those, but there are also tons. And what I highly recommend looking at is what is available to you in your state or your community. And guess where the best place to go to get information on this is? The library. Go to the library, tell them about your situation, and they'll be able to connect you to things in your own community that could help you with those payments, could help you with getting those things lowered, help make your student loan debt more manageable. Okay. I cannot emphasize the power of going to the library. The librarians are there to help you, they are there to help you figure out resources and get to your community. And you know what? As I'm saying this, I should actually bring a librarian on to the podcast to talk about this because I feel like libraries are such underutilized resources out there. So um, yeah, we might need to do that so you can understand a little bit more about what your librarians are there to help you do. And then not only that, there are also nonprofits out there that offer student loan counseling services. So often you can go to a nonprofit credit counseling agency that offers student loan counseling to understand repayment options and financial financial planning. And actually, I forgot to pull up the resource. So let me pull up the nonprofit. There's a website to make sure that you are getting not a scammy service. And it's called the NFCC. The NFCC is, what does that stand for? The Nonprofit Credit Counseling Services. So if you find something on the NFCC, you know it's been vetted, you know it's a trusted network, you know it's a good credit counseling agency. So check out NFCC for credit counseling if that is something that you are looking at getting into or getting help with. So beyond that, 
one of the things that I think are even more powerful when it comes to figuring out options for you for loans, grants, and debt forgiveness is really understanding what's available in your state. So I'm not going to go over all 50 states, but I do want to mention a few of them uh, that may help you. And then we'll also talk about some student loan relief programs by profession, because again, there's so many different things out there. Half of the battle is just understanding what's available to you. So again, let's promote the library here because I think that's such a huge underutilized resource. All right. We're going to take on the big three. We're going to talk about California, New York, and Texas. These are massive states with massive populations. And again, if you want to see if your state is on the list in terms of specific information there, check out our blog post on this. I'll leave a note in the show notes, but this is a quick tip. So we're trying to keep it under 20 minutes. All right. So state-specific programs in California include the California Student Aid Commission, CSAC. It offers several grant and loan forgiveness programs, such as the California Dream Act for undocumented students that can provide you with financial assistance for single moms and other people pursuing higher education. Okay. So again, that's the California Student Aid Commission. Then New York has the New York State Higher Education Services Cooperation, HESC. It provides various financial aid programs, including tuition assistant programs and the Excelsizer. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Excelsizer scholarship for eligible single moms. So again, that's the New York State Higher Education Services Corporation. And almost every single state has services like these available. You just got to look at what's available in your state. And then talking about Texas, Texas has the Texas Education Coordinating Board, THECB, and they administer grant and loan forgiveness programs like the Texas Public Texas Public Education Grant, LRAP, which can be beneficial for single moms who are managing student loan debt. So again, a lot of states have really robust programs out there. And often they're underutilized because people don't understand that these programs exist. Okay. And then I also want to give three tips for if you are in a specific profession and you're not aware that this is available to you, maybe we'll give like five because these are really important. Again, if you want to see the full list, head on over to the blog post that we'll leave in the show notes. So number one is the big honcho. Everybody knows about, at least I think everybody knows about this, the Public Service Student Loan Forgiveness Program. Now, this program provides student loan forgiveness to individuals who work full-time for qualifying public service organizations, including government and nonprofit employees. And after making 120 qualifying payments, which mind you, there is a waiver that included all the payments that you didn't make because of deferment during COVID, they still count. But after those 120 qualifying payments, the remaining loan balance may be forgiven. They have made a lot of, they being the government, has made a lot of changes to the public student loan forgiveness forgiveness program in the last couple of years to make it more accessible because it used to be that this public student loan forgiveness program, which you should all listen if you qualify or if you're not sure if you qualify, you should head to our podcast episode with Nika Booth, where she talked about the public student loan forgiveness program. And we're actually going to have her back on again to talk more in depth about it because there's been a lot of changes to it. But I'll leave a link to that in the show notes as well, because this stuff is super important. But it used to be that like 1% of people who applied for the public service loan forgiveness program actually got a approved. They've been working really hard to extend that so that actually people who qualify are actually getting approved as it should be. 
Now, there's also teacher loan forgiveness. So the teacher loan forgiveness program offers loan forgiveness of up to $17,500 on direct subsidized and unsubsidized loans and subsidized and unsubsidized federal Stafford loans for teachers in low-income schools. All that information is going to be available at studentaid.gov. Is it studentaid.gov? There's also student loans. Are they the same? Yeah, they direct to the same place. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's studentaid.gov, but they apparently own both of those websites. You've got studentloans.gov or studentaid.com. So all these programs for forgiveness, these federal programs are available on that website too. Now, if you're a nurse, you may also qualify for student loan forgiveness if you are practicing in a critical shortage area. And that's known as the Nurse Corps Loan Repayment Program. And that's repayment assistance to registered nurses, nurse practitioners, and nurse faculty, 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 nurse faculty who work in critical shortage areas. And then let's just do one more because I feel like these are some very specific programs, but I love this one is that there are veterinarian loan forgiveness programs as well. I know so many veterinarians end up with so much student loan debt and that they're like the same amount of student loan debt that doctors are being faced with. And yet they don't have the same level of income often that doctors have. So there is the veterinary medicine loan repayment program that works with veterinarians who are in designated shortage areas. So if you are working in a shortage area, you may be able to qualify for a student loan assistance or student loan forgiveness. So again, going back through that, there are so many different ways. We just covered a brief summary of some of the most popular ways to get your loans forgiven. And the only way you're going to find out is if you qualify, if you need help, is to go to the library to go see what kind of resources are available to you and your community. Because I promise you, you'll be surprised when you see, oh, wait, there are programs available. And maybe if it's not for student loans, maybe it's for... I don't know, food assistance. Maybe it's for school supplies assistance. Maybe it's for community help. Maybe it's for carpooling help, things along those lines. There are resources available, but unfortunately it's on us to go find those resources. So I hope this was helpful to you. Again, shout out to the library because your library and your local community is like your angel, the one that's there to help you. And this, like I said, this has given me an idea to talk about all the resources that you can find at your library. So we might have to bring on a librarian. So that's all I've got for you guys today. Again, this is all available at clobear.com. At clobear.com, you can also get a registration for our free investing class. You can download our recession survival handbook. You can download our free money guide. So there's a lot of stuff available there and you know where to find me on the internet. So I appreciate you all and have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to the Money Bear podcast. If you've made it this far, do us a favor, take two seconds, rate, review, and subscribe. It seriously means the world to me. And if you just take a sec to do that, I will appreciate you endlessly. And if you do, let me know on Instagram and I'll thank you personally. So got that. And of course, since we were talking about anything financial on this show, please note that nothing on this show is intended as financial advice. I don't know you, unfortunately. And because of that, I cannot tell you what to do with your money. You got to work with a financial professional who knows your situation, who is preferably a fiduciary. And keep in mind that everything that we talk about on this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It's all my opinion. So 
There's that. If you want to see our full terms and conditions, head on over to the show notes. And while you're there, we've got free resources for you to get started on your money journey down in the show notes as well, including a free guide to help you with your budgeting templates and budgeting tutorials and investing 101, understanding the different accounts that are out there. All that good stuff is inside of my free guide, which is also available at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash guide. So if you're ready to take our relationship to the next level, I am also hosting a monthly investing class. And that investing class, you can find the times we're offering it this month at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash webinar. That link is in the show notes as well. And that's where you have the chance to meet me live and ask those money questions live. It's a good time. We've had over 20,000 people as of recording this join or register. And uh, yeah, it's always nice to meet you guys. So I hope to see you there again. All that is available down in the show notes. So thank you again for coming and listening. I appreciate you and I'll see you next week.